something he's in, and there's like uh, air holes, I believe. And he's screaming and banging and screaming and banging, and they're freaking out because they can hear him. So what they do is they just close it off so they can't hear. Oh, he's in a box. That's what it was. And it had air holes. So he's screaming and banging and screaming and banging. They can hear him. So they tape up the holes so they can't hear him anymore. Right? Why are you laughing? Because this is a fucking episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> Come on, yo. This is literally a cartoon. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? All right. Uh, dang, it's been so long. Hello. Yes. What's going on? Say- My name is I Boy. I'm calling. Um, what else? What else we say? Um, and then podcast. I say- welcome to the, welcome to the podcast. Um, uh, how you? Um, geez. Um, oh, wait. God. What's the name of the podcast? I don't have enough words, and I don't know why you can't remember it because you came up with the name. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I was just bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I think that uh, yeah, that that's (laughs) that's our intro. So, so I'm the chefette, and this is I don't have enough words, and you're making too many faces right now. Well, mind your business. I can see you. And we're back. Yay. So, how was your last couple of weeks? <laughs> Two months. Because it's been, no, it's been like, what, three weeks. I went on vacation. I came back. And then I had a lot of work stuff that was burning me out. And then I was ill. And now we're back. That's three weeks. I have been very busy. Yeah, you're always busy because I try to make up these episodes with you. And you was like, um, let me see if I can pencil you in. I'm so sorry. I'm booking busy. Well, excuse me for uh, trying to get my life together. Mm-hmm. You need a personal assistant. I do. Uh, you want to take one for me? Uh, I have my own. So... Okay, because I too am busy. I work 12, 10, 12 hours a day, and I'm still creating the smidgen of content that I've been putting out on Instagram and now TikTok. And I'm still trying uh, to figure you're out. Not this. supposed to say that anymore. What? They prefer little people. Who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> you said smidgen. I said. No. A smidgen, a <laughs> smidgen, <laughs> and they're not called smidgets; they're called midgets. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you have to. Little say. people. I'm a little people. 
Where does it stop then? I've been the same height since fifth grade. Okay. So they're called little people. My friend Heather is like four foot ten. What is she then? Or eleven or whatever. Y'all just height challenged. Whatever. It's right though. I feel like that's more rude than midget. I, mean, I don't well, understand why well, midget is a problem. Because it's not rude. It's like a it's literally what it is. I don't know why that's an issue. Dwarves don't mind being called dwarves, and I feel like that's that's rude. Like it's like calling somebody a garden gnome. A dwarf. <laughs> yeah. But I mean what's I don't wrong with midget? But I don't then again, know. you know, I think people that, you know, would get called that like, would have the right to be like, yo, I'm tired of y'all MF. I don't want to be called a midget. Me. Yeah. Well, I guess. I understand retarded because people use that in a derogatory term. But I ain't never heard nobody say, you old midget bitch, and they're not actually like a midget. I feel like the bitch is the insult, not the... <laughs> Not the midget part. Sound like but you're speaking from personal experience. Whatever. Again, again, I just—it's not. I don't. I don't get that. But I don't know. I'm a short person, so I feel like I could have a say in this conversation. I'm taller mm-hmm. than a midget, but not by much. Shit. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I don't have. A they get disability checks, so I don't even know why they upset about being called they? anything. Wow, you being super uh? Because <laughs> I don't qualify for the check. I'm like three inches too tall. <laughs> you being super general, right? Whatever. Now. That's like saying, I mean, that's like saying black people. Like, I mean, y'all get b- bigger dicks. What you complaining for? <laughs> I beg to differ. That's pretty I'm much just, random. I'm just obviously. But that's the, is it the, obvious? The because I feel like that's right? a misconception, and I don't know who started that myth. I guess it was it's slavery back I then. Mean, they were swinging and slinging them things, but y'all got than... water, massive and watered y'all down. So y'all, <laughs> y'all, yeah, it might be like, a, yeah, it have, I mean, pencil dicks out here. Been, Those are them lights. It might have been the the truth, as far as more so the truth, more so the stereotype, but. So, um, I heard Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are dating. He's been claiming her publicly, and she's been minding her own damn business. I asked Ashley, and she was like, yeah, they're dating. And I was like, did Rihanna agree to this? Because dudes always claim Rihanna, and she's always, like, smoking a blunt on Instagram like it's legal and not paying attention to anybody. It seems like she's been single this whole time. And everybody else is like dating her, and she didn't get the memo because Drake know. did it and played himself. You said what? I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Travis Scott did it. About, don't know nothing about none of that. And ASAP Rocky. I just saw it today. Paul Mooney had a heart attack yesterday. Rest in peace. I was just about to say that, but yeah. I'm very no. Speaking of which, since the last time we recorded, that it was Boy, like Jesus. that week we lost like three, three people at the same time. I don't know nothing about anybody else. Who died? um, DMX, uh, Black Rob. Oh, well, I called it. Remember on the episode? What? What you call it? I was like, he's not. Eventually, when we fucking post the episode, I was like, 
he's not gonna wake up. And you was like, no, don't say that. He He's gonna pull through. And I was like, DMX was in a freaking coma, and we we did a podcast episode. Oh, we said it. That was like the last one. I was like, yo, he's done for. (laughs) He has no. (laughs) And that's what you said. And I was like, he has no brain. Yeah, it still stands. Why would you say that? (laughs) I'm just based off of what his condition was. I said it wasn't gonna happen. Because the truth is sad doesn't mean I can't say it. I don't understand why people behave this way about things like this. I mean, you can say stuff. I knew Amy Winehouse wasn't going to make it to the age of like 30 because she was in real bad shape. And you can see you could see it at her concert. So I was talking to somebody and I was like, she was not going to make it to like the age of 30. And she died that year when she was 27. So I'm looking at DMX. They're talking about his brain has no activity. I'm like, he's brain dead. I don't, Once I your don't brain dead, it's up to your family to unplug you or not. Yeah. I don't think you can recover from that. Sure I don't think you can all of a sudden have else. brain activity. But I don't remember that conversation, but I mean, yeah. I remember I was talking about Tiger Woods. I haven't heard any updates, so I'm assuming he's doing better. I don't know nothing about Tiger Woods. What happened to him? Um, Back in February, I think. February or January, he, uh, uh, he had a big, uh, big accident. Car was all we talked about the DMX people were like right before I went on my vacation, so that's the most recent. I don't know about a damn time. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We were talking about three. Who's somebody the other else died that week. Um, who else died that week? I know uh, Cecily Tyson died, but I think that was after we already was, discussed that. Yeah, that we were. Who else? Uh, it was some rapper musician, but. Yeah, real tragic, real tragic. But yeah, yeah. So I, I did figure that wasn't gonna. He wasn't really gonna pull though. He wasn't doing too good, and people. Oh, you know, once I found out what it was, they said he got sick after he got the COVID shot, and I was like, well, he's has a history of abusing crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. And the way that affects the body is real bad. It's real tough. And if you drink alcohol and do crack, I find drugs fascinating, by the way. I probably should have went to school for like toxicology or something. But if you drink alcohol while you're smoking crack, which I bet money he did, it creates a, it has a chemical reaction in your body and it creates a new drug, basically. That's highly toxic, and it just completely destroys your liver. Mm. It has some kind of reaction in your body while you're doing it. So you're smoking and drinking, and it's just tearing you up in the inside, tearing your liver and all your kidneys and shit up. So imagine doing that for years, and then you go get a vaccination for a virus that can kill you. A vaccine isn't medicine. I think I told you this before. A vaccine is a watered-down version of the virus because the way the immune system works is you have to get sick in order to not get sick again, depending on what it is. Mm -hmm. AIDS stops your body from doing that. That's why it kills you when you catch a cold if you have AIDS. But other stuff, like a cold, there's no cure for the cold, you just get over it because you caught it before. 
You know what I mean? So people that live in isolated areas, they can die from catching the cold because they never had it before. So, I don't know what a cold is, honestly. I don't really get sick, but like, I, I don't know. Uh, I get, I, I used to get sick very easily until I started working in hospitals and I had to start getting flu shots on a regular basis. So now I don't, although I did get uh, tonsillitis for the first time in my life. I think awful. I remember that. And you I had... Uh, had for like a month. Yeah, my, my tonsils were inflamed. It was very painful. And then I had... Um, what's the other thing? That I lost my voice. It was the... Strep throat? Nope. I feel like so many people was catching that strep, shit. Strep throat is very common. I never caught strep throat. Tonsillitis is when your strep throat attacks your tonsils instead of the throat. So your tonsils are there to protect your throat. That's why they don't remove them anymore. So basically, if you get tonsillitis, you would have had strep, but your tonsils was like, nah, and it blocked it. So that's what I had. So I could have had strep throat, but I had tonsillitis instead. And then um, I had uh, laryngitis. So my larynx was attacked. I couldn't talk for three months. So that was fun. That's the, the sickest I've been since I started getting flu shots. And that was like two years ago, I think, that I had the laryngitis. And then the tonsillitis was a year ago. Didn't catch COVID, thank God. I'm easily susceptible. When people around me are sick, I usually get sick. Told you Jahai caught it. He thought he was going to die. That's what he said. He looked like he had a cold. But... I realized he had it because I was doing my nails and it was the whole house smelled like acrylic and he didn't even smell it. Yeah. Normally he complains about smell, it. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't smell or taste anything. So it sucked for a little while, but this was last year. So, yeah, so, you know, your body. So that's the thing with the COVID too. People's like, I caught it. It's not chickenpox. You can catch it again. But usually, it's stuff like that, if you catch it once, that's the whole point of vaccine. Your body kind of memorizes what to do next time, and you get over it faster. So every time you catch something, you get over it faster. The issue with viruses like the flu and COVID is they can mutate. And when they mutate, it's, it's like your body's like, oh, I don't know about that one. Mm. And then... <laughs> So he went and got the shot, and how the fuck his his body's battling crack cocaine, and then he introduced oh we back to the next <laughs> yeah. Well, I was explaining how it works, and I'm like, he introduced COVID. The, the new system was probably like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. We got the COVID on this side, we got the crack on this side. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> the way you like, like you trying to shake it off, like kind of juke through the. He got jumped. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Um. Yeah. Sad. Um. You Rest said probably you died of a heart attack. Yeah, it was a heart attack. How old was he? Uh, I think I saw seventy nine or sixty nine. No, he older than 60. Gotta be. Paul Mooney? Yeah, well, no, 69. 69 or 79, I think. I love him on the Chappelle show. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, whatever happened to the, the Richard Pryor movie? 
that was that was the thing that I, I was looking forward to. Um, Did that who's the doing from that? that era. Huh? Who's doing the Richard? Who's doing well, that? they were. You don't remember there was a time when they was all trying to like shop around a Richard Pryor. Uh, I feel like for... a lot of these movies we hear about, especially the black ones, they get, there's talks of them in the works, yeah. but it was that like, shit uh, costs, like Mike like, Epps. I think Mike Epps was supposed to do the role. That was back when that was right before when uh, Mike and Kevin Hart people started talking shit about Kevin Hart, and Kevin was like. Don't you got a movie to worry about? Like, like, why are you why are you focused on me? Why not? <laughs> and at the same time, when Mike Epps was selected for a role, uh, Nick Cannon, who went out for a role but didn't get it, he was like, "All right, I'll I'll make my own." <laughs> he just said he was gonna make a film of his own. Oh, but uh, you still what there? Happened? You... Oh, I was the one that left. Yeah, you was offline, but you're oh. back now. Did you I pause it and like keep going? I just unpaused it, so oh, now nice. it's recording. I, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. So, what was I saying? Yeah. You so were saying that Nick, Nick Cannon, Cannon also had tried out, out and then didn't get it, and then he was like, "I right, screw it, I'll make my own." <laughs> why are I kind of faintly remember that, and I was like, "Why are all the the least funny um, comedians trying out for the role?" <laughs> Well, uh, Martin Lawrence, I mean, not Martin Lawrence. Um, oh my god, I was gonna name? say, what? No, no, no. Um, uh, Marlon Wayne's, he he went out for it, he had a little his little um mm. pitch or pilot for it. I thought that was really good. I don't know if you saw that clip of him, um, uh, acting as, as Richard Pryor. That was really this cool. movie is never gonna happen, but you know what's gonna happen? It's gonna get it. released on like freaking HBO or something. Not going to the movie theater. Just like when they finally did that Jimi Hendrix movie and it came out on Netflix. It was like an indie movie with Andre 3000, which what, I thought was a re- really good pick. Jimmy? Jimmy. Jimmy Hendrix. Oh, Jimmy Hendrix. Oh, yeah, that, I did hear something about that. I, don't, I didn't know it got released. Yeah, nobody did. That's what I'm saying. It's going to get shipped and passed and tossed around, and then it's going to have like this low profile release with little to no yeah marketing and probably get critical acclaim at the festivals and then nobody's gonna go see it because they won't know about it. Yeah. Shit always happens. That's why we need more we need more there's a flower trending budget. on Twitter. And the way they word it is really weird. There's a flower they said that's rare that just appeared at a gas station and people been going and take pictures of it it's freaking tall as hell and they say it can get up to 15 feet tall it looks like it's tall. That's the, is that the first time they, they've seen the flower this particular one i didn't know they could get up to 15 feet tall it's called well they know what it is it's like people that study uh botany yeah, what's it called? Herbologist? Is that what it is? They they know what it is. It's just that the people in the area are like, what the hell is this? It looks like the flower from the Little Shop of Horrors. So a piranha. It's very large. Plant. I could send you a picture of it. A piranha plant. Feed me. Feed me, Seymour. That's a classic. Little shop of heart. I'll send you a link. You can look at it. 
is very large. They call it the corpse, the corpse plant, the corpse flower, because um, it smells like a dead person. <laughs> it stink, and when it when it's you can smell it from like a half mile away. Goodness, I don't know. Um, Billy Porter told everybody that he's HIV positive. He's announced it. The Billboard Awards are this Sunday. Um, like, it's not like you're just reading off <laughs> what happened this week. Well, yeah, I am. The Billboard Awards is in my head because I want to see SZA and Doja Cat perform. But Billy Porter, this popped up just now. Billy Porter revealed he's HIV positive. And I'm like, oh, well, he's been living with it all this time. And he seems healthy, but I guess, you know, when you finally tell people about it, it's different, and especially for the gay community, because it was such a scarlet letter, you know what I mean? Everybody was like, the gays is the ones that, you know, that, that bullshit. Mm. So, it's it important. Like a... Plus, if you watch Pose, and, you know, you he plays like a character that is AIDS. It's like a bell sprout. Bellsprout. Oh yeah, from Pokemon. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Accurate. Victory Bell. One of them. Um, Victory Bell. That's the big one, right? Uh, if I'm not, I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Victory Bell. <laughs> Nick Cannon is having another baby. Another one. Uh huh. A girl that looks like. My man for a, was for real. Yeah, a white girl with a lot again. of bronzer on. I mean, I can't, I can't say that I blame him, man. He's, he, he leaned somebody, all the way in when it came to the marriage. Somebody man. said if Nick Cannon ain't go do nothing else, he go get a racially ambiguous woman pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, you got to see what she looks like, but she kind of looks like. Mm, she kind of looks like um, a Christina Milianish color. I don't know what she is. I feel like because everybody, all these white girls want to like Ariana Grande, so they put all this bronzer on. Everybody just looks racially ambiguous when they're just brown white girls. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to stop, stop, uh, stop collecting these black dudes. I'm telling you. Somebody say Jesus be a STD test. I um I don't think celebrities even think about the possibility of them catching a STD when they're going around just getting people pregnant. You know, it don't seem like it occurs that it's a possibility. I mean, at all. That's not out here raw dogging. Like oh. <laughs> DB. Um, oh, he got a lot of kids. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Shimmy, shimmy, yo, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give <laughs> the mic so I can take one. <laughs> I said he relax. You gotta come. Oh my god, I didn't even say on Twitter. This girl said my cousin been in jail for six years. And he finally got to meet his three month old baby. 
how? He's been in jail for six years. It's not his baby. <laughs> Who? I just saw somebody on Twitter post oh. some dude. With, they were like, my cousin been in jail for six years and he finally got to meet his three-month-old baby. And I'm like, that's not his baby. <laughs> He's been in prison for three years and the baby's three months old. Do jails still do conjugals? I don't think they do that anymore. After Tiny got caught giving T.I. a handy J. You remember that happened? When he was in jail? I I didn't hear you. Are you talking about that Kevin Hart's? I mean that uh, Cat Williams scene? That's what I was thinking about. You didn't hear nothing I said? No, I can't hear you. You can't hear me at all? I hear you now. I mean, there's some loud music or loud stuff going on in the background sorry there's nothing happening no not your background <laughs> oh you can't hear me because of your background turn your volume up and i'm not repeating none of what i just said you're just gonna have to hear <laughs> it turn it up right you're just gonna have to hear it when you go back and uh listen to it what kind of podcast is this you just sitting there pretending like you can hear me <laughs> I'm just not in my head. What is a podcast? It's like something <laughs> wrong with you. All right. So you know, I told you I like, uh, I like watching stuff, documentaries and stuff, and deep oh, dive. Crack. We, we is that a documentary? Crack. Yeah, we just watched Crack last night. Wait, let me look it up. It's pretty good. It's on Netflix. Crack? It's about crack cocaine. Nah, it's about that ass. Like butt cracks? Like it must be a ass because it ain't a face. I need a tip jerk. Mm-hmm. He slid a credit card down that girl ass in the music video. Yeah. <laughs> Oprah was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah just sent on a billion dollars just so appalled. <gasps> <laughs> Documentary. Um on Netflix. People, people, I don't know if they talk about this in it. I'm going to watch it though because I, you know, I think drugs are fascinating. But people, people attribute the explosion of crack in the black community to Ricky Ross Highway Freeway, Ricky Rose. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, actually, yeah, he actually was. Ricky Ross. He was actually featured in featured in the documentary. I didn't I didn't realize he had such a an empire. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, he do. He's in yeah, like every freaking everything about crack or drugs. He does interviews for it because he was like a big part of that shit. Yeah, like he said, he he was getting uh um um cocaine directly from Nicaragua from Colombia. Yeah. So. Oh, Nicaragua. Yeah, but it's. I don't know if they get into it. This isn't even what I was going to talk about today, but I, I, this is a subject I'm I'm really into. <laughs> I don't know if they get into it, but there's like this whole conspiracy about Iran, Iran Contra, and the Nicaraguans, and how it was a it was like a war we was fighting against the Soviets by proxy. Damn, I had another topic. But I really want to get into it. <laughs> I mean, you know no, I, I, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you, uh, you know, <laughs> get it out of your system and just end, <laughs> just end with like, yeah, whatever you're thinking, you're you're 
That's that's literally like the first thirty minutes. They're talking about the the war, Nicaraguans and Iran, and because it was some bullshit that they did to fight yeah. by proxy, and they needed the money. So they so was like, "Whatever you feel." So these niggas some crack. Right. So and we go get this money. You can watch. <laughs> yeah, you you watch the. We'll talk about it next week. Oh, uh, I'm gonna write that homework. down. Yes, we'll watch the crack documentary, and we'll talk about it next week. Since you've seen it, I guess you have. I, and I, I knew none of that. Like I, I knew about um, obviously as far as borders and stuff like that, but I knew a little bit in the '60s, um, and I knew that it was like a government cover up as far as it was the military. I know a lot and of that they were making money off it. I didn't know specifically the politics that was involved. Yeah, at least I find you know I, I hate politics, right? But I find. The, psycholo- the psychological aspect of it fascinating because human beings are making these decisions that trickle down and affect everybody. And they're so short-sighted on the fact that they do, they make very selfish decisions in order to uh, obtain their own goals. And that politicians have so much power. So they needed money. So they sold crack to black people. Fuck the black people. We need money to fight this war by proxy against Russia, blah, blah, blah. So I do watch a lot of documentaries and a lot of deep dive shit about scandals and true crime and stuff like that. But especially about things that the government do that's hella shady, hella shicey, and they either cover it up, brush it under the rug, or it gets like zero if it doesn't get reported on or it's something we didn't hear about in the media, I'm like fascinated. Cause I'm like, why is no one talking about this? Cause and there's always people with money that get away with the shits. No, I know. Like this is my topic. I'll be on this shit. I love the, the the drug true crime. Don't get me into it. Wait till next week. We gonna be in it. We talking about the crack, the process, all of it. Let me tell you what we're talking about today. About that next week. Yeah, let me tell you what we're talking about today. You got me excited. I can't wait. To, I'm going to watch this after we're done. I hope it's not too long because I got work in the morning. So, you ever heard of the Billionaires Boys Club? Yeah. I know you have because a lot of rappers so like to. You use, because I want to know what it's a, in your mind. What's the first thing you think of when you hear Billionaires Boys Club? Uh, I forgot who like started the the brand and stuff like that, but I remember it being in the conversation with with. Right, Nick. I knew that's what you were gonna say. So you're thinking of like that clothing line. Yeah. And I want to say, um, I know what you're talking about. I I believe Pharrell has something called like Billionaires Boy Club or something like that, and that's when he was doing like the bathing apes <clears throat> and the ice creams and stuff. And then Two Chains had like this little foundation or project or something and it was called Billionaires Boys Club or something like that. Right? Mm-hmm. This came from and they probably have heard it before but you know a lot of rappers hear about things and they they like to attribute it to wealth regardless of where it comes from even if they know some of it or half of it or whatever. Just like when they rap about now they hate Donald Trump but before they would put him in all the songs. Because no. he is like associated with being wealthy, yeah. even though he's not wealthy, he's just a conniving, shiesty ass uh, politician. Yeah, but he has like he falls for bankruptcy all the time. 
He borrowed money for his wedding and filed for bankruptcy. He's an asshat. But the Billionaire's Boys Club was a social and investment club that uh, ended up doing some shisty shit, some even shistier shit, and then killing some people. Right? What? Right. How did we get there? <laughs> so, <laughs> so that escalated quite quickly. And right. I, I've, I've watched a few documentaries on this. I didn't watch the movie back when, um, what's this guy? What's that show on Netflix where um, the guy tried to become the president, but they kicked him off the show because they found out he was like molesting Zoom boys in. or something? Um, on the boys. Yeah, he was like, some boy that used to work with him came out and said that he was inappropriate with him when he was younger. Kevin Spacey. Oh. So yeah, Kevin Spacey. House yeah, House of Cards. So Kevin Spacey, when this all happened, the film about the Billionaire's Boys Club was just about to get released. Then Kevin Spacey's shit got aired out. And then his career got ruined. And then he's in the movie. So everybody was like, we're not going to see that shit. Boycott that Kevin Spacey's rapist ass shit. And then the people that made the movie was like, what are we supposed to do with this movie now? So they like released it in other countries and stuff. But it was like a box office bomb. But I didn't get to watch the movie yet. But I did watch a lot of uh, research. What's the name of it again? Billionaire's Boys Club. I will watch the movie because I'm curious oh, as yeah. to how many like facts they keep accurate and how many that they change. So I will watch it. So let me tell you. It's this guy who starts the Billionaire Boy Club. His name is Joseph Henry Gabinski. Or uh, Gamsky. Gamsky, right? And he's like, I don't know. He lives in L.A. and he grows up, I guess, poor for L.A. or for white people. When people say poor or whatever, I feel like they lower middle class and they just think they're struggling. You're not on food stamps, child. Relax. So he grew up like a little bit of a struggle a little bit. And he gets a scholarship to this school called the Harvard School for Boys. But it's not associated with Harvard that you know of. It's just some bougie private ass school that all the rich people go to, all their kids go to, and Pop Molly's and Percocets. So he goes there. He meets all these rich kids. They kind of don't really fuck with him because he's like poor on scholarship, whatever. And then he leaves to go to college and he goes to school for three semesters. And you know what kills me when I watch these stories? Most of them are always white people that do these kind of scams and shit. And I'm like, only in the world of whites. Like, this shit could never happen to like a black person. But he goes to school for three semesters, quit and be like, I know enough. I can do my own shit. Remember I told you about that girl that started that company, Theranos? The 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 shady ass blood testing company. She went to school for one semester and was like, oh, "Boom, you did the one? yeah." yeah. I, I probably should do like a whole episode because I did a lot of lot of research on that one, and yeah. I listened to this book. We could get to that, but she went to school for like one year. What is up with them? Like, what kind of egos? Is it because they're rich people? Rich people's children. They don't feel like they have to do the work. You know what no, I mean? They they like. 
when you, when you when you learn like business and everything like that you see this this section of your industry and like not necessarily posers but the people that like do little that do a lot of talking basically and basically like connect dots some some of those people can be honest but a lot of them are just like they just talk they don't shit even and, like, finish school together. though it's like they feel like they know everything after just a little bit and then yeah and it it feels like they um it feels like they have something worth talking about just because they put a lot of put a lot of energy and a lot of people and prospects together but and really they might not have shit like that. I, like I feel like they are fucking cocky, conceited little shits. Uh, it's real. I mean, it's real easy to look like to to just, you know, you gotta do like, it's just as easy as like looking like you have a million followers. Hell just hire, yeah. hire a bunch of pretend you know, to get People that go class. on Instagram every day. But this was in the 80s. People <laughs> I think the internet has made us a little bit more aware of fraud. But at the same time, people seem to be a bit more susceptible to it. But back then, it was worse. It was worse. I feel like people were so much more trusting. It was so easy for people to get scammed and shit. So he goes to Chicago. He gets a CPA. He takes a CPA exam, which is like the certified accounting exam that you can take. Because he wants to work at the Chicago Stock Exchange Trading and Securities. Now... You have to be licensed to trade in securities. He didn't finish school. He took this exam, which you usually take at the end of your semester, you know, when you graduate. He just went and took it and showed the people, I took the exam, so my license is pending. They don't look into it. They don't check anything. They're like, boom, you got a job. That's some white people shit. I'm sorry. That's some white people shit. If he was black, they would have did all the Googles. They would have had to get a blood sample. They would have had to get a sperm count. They're like, I that know shit wouldn't have happened. Nigga is <laughs> somewhere. Something about him, I don't know what it is. His toenails are just dirty. Really. <laughs> they, they, he, and then he took the, he actually took the exam and passed. He could have probably just printed that shit off the computer and it would have been like, I like your suit. You got a job. Yeah, it's too easy. So he started trading. He's hot garbage at it. He started losing people's money because he don't know what the fuck he's doing. Then he started doing some shisey shit, taking people's money, spending it on himself, um, using it to give other people, moving it around because he's not doing good trades. He get caught. They banned him from doing any more trades in Chicago. He do some more shitey shit. They was like, you, don't, you can't come back no more. So he's banned. Can't trade in Chicago no more. Can't get a job. <clears throat> he goes back to L.A. And he start calling himself Joe Hunt. He just changed his name. He like, new, new year, new me. He go back to Chicago. He runs up. He sees... His friends from the school he went to, because he's like, I need some rich dumbasses because I need to get some get my money up. And this dude, his name's Dean something. I can't remember his last name. They become like ace boom coons or whatever. And he's like, 
I worked in Chicago. I was making all this money. I was doing all these trades. They loved me. I was so good at it. I could come out here. We could do this here. We can start doing our own thing. We could trade. We could start a club. Invite members. They give us money. You invest. We trade. They was like, we rich. Why would we do that? He's like, so you don't have to ask your parents for money. You can have your own money. So they do it. So all these dudes he went to school with donate money. It's these two twins he typed with and then this dude, Dean. And they call it the BBC. And he names it the Bombay Bicycle Club because that was some restaurant in Chicago he liked going to. And then the joke became, it's the Billionaire Boys Club. So just like in Chicago, he was hot trash at trading here. I don't know why he thought moving was going to make him better at the job. He loses everybody's money. Then he gets more people to invest and reuse that money to return the money to the people that previously invested. And that is what we call class a Ponzi scheme. P-O-N-Z-I. Do you know what a Ponzi scheme is? That. I would love to see the story of because that the original uh forget his name first name but Ponzi. I know it his name is Charles Ponzi he's the that, original when, when I first heard about that story I was like I would love to watch that movie that's and it's named after him yeah and I and love me a good Ponzi scheme I love it he he did it way back in the days it was really really easy yeah back he got then. away with it yeah oh, he did yeah. He did. All he did was put on a good suit and talk a good game. Oh, yeah, and But the biggest Ponzi scheme ever was Bernie Madoff. There was another one, but right when that dude got caught, Bernie Madoff got caught, and his was actually bigger. It was billions and billions of dollars. Billions. And one day we could actually Meanwhile, talk about the here. Ponzi scheme because um, I love me some white-collar crime documentaries. I could get into it. Just like the crap. <laughs> yeah. So I can tell you about that another time. But basically, a Ponzi scheme is when you you make a big pot of money from your investors. They say you say, I'm gonna invest in blah blah blah. Like I'm opening a chain of restaurants. I need investments. Can you invest in the restaurant? People give me money to invest, and I tell them you will be guaranteed a return of whatever, twenty percent, which is an extremely crazy amount. Most people get like Small percents, like 2%. And that's what Bernie Madoff did. So what you do is you take all the money, you put it in a pot, you don't invest a lick of it, and then you type up papers that say, here are your investments and your dividends on paper. This is what you have in the bank. You don't actually pay out anything. You just tell them this is what you have. And most of the time people let it sit and accrue because they want to make more money because they're greedy, rich people. Wealthy, greedy rich people and and i'm talking about the big big money not little people that also get robbed like people's grandmas that's putting a nest egg into some you know assholes assholes what you don't know what a nest egg is oh i thought you said nuts you know what i said i'm so sick of you (laughs) (laughs) come here so They take it, and then if a person's like, well, I'm done with that. I want to get out of this investment. They take the money out the pot, and they're like, here. Here's your money, right? And then you just keep it going. As long as you keep people coming in, you can pay everybody a tiny bit when they want to take out some money. 
But in their mind, they think, well, I got all this money in the bank. When actuality, they have no money because you're spending it on like whatever you want, your yachts and your penthouse and your yeah. shit. And that's what Bernie Madoff did. So that's what this boy ended up doing because his trades were garbage and people thought they were making money. So he had to give them money from somewhere. So he just took the money from the other people to give to the clients. Even. I hate how like easy some people like get into that and like mm. make it successful in a little bit like and meanwhile i'm like Some over people, here, all you have to do is actually try to invest or actually actually he tried he didn't mean to a ponzi scheme he didn't do it with intent like bernie madoff did it from jump he was like fuck y'all <laughs> but this dude he he tried he thought he was good which this is the thing i don't understand he was garbage in chicago I don't know why he thought he had the skill to do this in L.A. He said, you know what it is? It's the climate. Oh, something, about this, something about this weather in Chicago. Normally, I'm good at my job, but when I, when, I don't know, you know, the moisture in the air is just not working for me. The humidity levels ain't right. I got to go back to L.A. Then these trays be hidden. Yes, because if a palm tree's out the window, then my stocks, they go up. I don't know what the fuck he thought was going to happen. You're garbage at this. You're not good at this. You suck. <laughs> right so let the past be the past. So he um this story is a trip. So he's looking for people to invest because he's like, We're running out of money. I don't know what I'm gonna do. We struggling out here in these streets, right? He meets this dude named Ron Levin. Ron Levin's like an older guy. He drives a Ferrari. He got a nice ass house. He's like, you remind me of me when I was younger. I like you, kid. I'll invest in your little thing. Here's five million dollars. I'm gonna set it up. You make my trade. <laughs> you make my trades for me. Bet Joe's like, yes, I got this right. He working hard. He making trades. Boom, boom, boom. He take that five. You know what happened to it? gone and it's gone (laughs) (laughs) actually he does a damn decent job and he turned the five into 13 so now he got 13 million so then finally he got it right so ron he's like give me my paperwork he take the paperwork he go to the bank he's like yo i got these trades i got 13 million let me get a loan for a million dollars so he's like i could use this which I didn't even know you could do, but this was in the 80s. I'm sure banks ain't about that life anymore because of dumb shit like this. He took his trade history and used it as collateral to get a million dollar loan. No, you can do that. You can? Well, I don't know about trade history, but I know about like real estate portfolios and stuff like that. Well, maybe real estate. So he did that, got his million dollar loan, right? So Joe call, uh, gets a call from this dude and he's like, how's the movie going? And Joe's like, movie? What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> and the dude's like, yeah, the documentary. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going good. It's going good. He's like, cool. Because I wanted to know, because I saw the account, and I saw you was using it, and I wanted to know. So what happened was, Ron Levin, he ain't got no money. He's a scammer, too. So he called the bank when he set up the trade account and he said, I'm making a documentary 
and I need you to make a dummy account that you usually make when you're training people. But instead of putting that as a dummy account, I need you to make it like a real account. So when I film for my documentary, it looks like real stock trade. Then he took that account, gave it to Joe and said, here's my bank. Here's my trade account with five mil in it. Do my trade. Wow. Then he took the trade history from that account, went to the bank. Let me get a million. So when Joe got off the phone, he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I know this motherfucker didn't just play me. Wow. So he called Joe. He was like, real recognize real. You got me. We could do this together. We could scam together. But this Joe dude, I think he was on cocaine or something because he makes really bad decisions. But he, so, uh, he turned the five into 13. What what five, imaginary five, did he have to turn it to 13? Well, it was all on the computer, so it wasn't no money. It just looked like money. Because you make trades on the computer. Yeah. So he was yeah. making trades. They just wasn't real trades. Meanwhile, if I stop walking in the street to tie my shoe, I get fucking shot because I'm <laughs> resisting arrest. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Jaywalking. Get arrested. I know some. I know a black dude that got jaywalking when we was even AI walking across the street. He got arrested. I was like, "Are you fucking?" They just out here fucking swindling each other. <laughs> jerk. Like so, not so <laughs> Come on. So Joe actually had a bodyguard that was this big black dude from the hood or whatever that he would have with him everywhere. And so what he do is he goes to Ron's house and he's like having dinner. And they're like, "How we go scam some more people? Because I do get my money." You know, I need you to teach me how you do these things. And the black dude show up. I don't know. We call him Daquan. I don't know that nigga name. Daquan. I should have wrote. It, I should have wrote it down. I'm doing this yeah. mostly. I'm doing this off of memory. Next time we do this, and I tell you a story of something that I found fascinating, because you know, all I do is all I do is listen to documentaries and and audio books like all day at work. So I could just pick a story. I'm gonna write it down. But I have. I'm doing this off memory, so I don't remember his name. So big black nigga, big black nigga come and he like kick in the door, gadoosh, and he's like, Joe, I've been looking for you. The mob sent me for you. First of all, I'm sure the like Ron's an idiot because the mob, do they even fuck with black people? I don't think so. So he's like, the mob sent me to get this money. I need a million dollars from you right now or I'm going to kill you. And, and Joe's like, I don't have a million dollars. Ron got my million dollars. I could give you the million dollars if Ron gives me the million dollars. So dude's like, nigga, you better give me this million dollars. So Ron's like, oh shit, big black dude in my LA house. I don't know what to do. Let me write this nigga a check. So he writes them a check. Because he has, he you know, he told Joe before he had a Swiss bank account with two million in it. So he writes a check. The black dude's like, blah, shoots him, dead, in the head. Oh, shit. Um, Joe's like, we got the check. And he goes to cash said check. But there's a rule Ron had on his bank account. And if he doesn't sign his check in the bottom corner, they are not to cash it. He didn't sign it. So they won't cash it. The Swiss bank account won't clear it. They're like, no. 
something ain't right about this check. So Joe's like, fuck. <laughs> Once again, he's like, fuck. Because this dude is dead now. What am I going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So he's like, broke before hoes. I got to tell the dudes at the club. So he go to the club. I'm pretty sure he was high on cocaine. He was like, yo, do some lines. All right, y'all, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Good. We ain't got no money. The money's gone. This nigga Ron was supposed to give you, supposed to give me the money. So I killed him. The dudes at the club looking at each other like, is this nigga for real right now? He's like, I did what I had to do, but the check bounced. So we, in this together, right, we need to come up with a way to get some money. And they like, we, nigga, you speak French now. So the twins looking at each other like, yo, we got to get the fuck up out of here. And then Dean is like, I don't know about any of this. And then there's this dude that's in the group. <clears throat> um, What's his name? What's his name? I want to get it right. He's from, um, what they call it now? The United Arab Emirates? Is that what it's called? Over there, like Dubai and stuff? Oh, I have no idea. You you know what I'm talking about, though, that, that area? Uh, I know Dubai, yeah. Dubai and Abu Dhabi and all those places where those extremely rich people um go and reside and have all those cars that's where uh fast and furious was driving car to car like jumping cars from building to building in whichever one of those fast and furious movies it was stupid ass movie i think the house was gargling (laughs) your house i don't hear anything um yeah i know what you mean i know what you're talking about So, um, it sounds like an episode of Rick and Morty. Does it really? Like it, it don't sound like real life, right? Sounds like a bunch of crazy characters. Stakes are high, and like I don't know what's about to happen, but the climax is 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 near. <laughs> I'm so, like, <laughs> so they got a dude in the group named Re- Reza. Who? No, his name's Reza. Reza, Reza. S. Laminia. And they're from the one of those countries in the United Emirates or whatever. So they're like Iranian or whatever. And they're extremely wealthy. And the dad and Reza don't like his dad or whatever. They don't get along. So Reza was like, yo, I know what we can do. And I'm pretty sure he was on cocaine. I think everybody. (laughs) Everybody's on cocaine. Because it's the 80s and they're making horrible decisions. And they're so confident in the decision that they're making. So Reza as Lamania, he's like, this is what we're going to do. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Listen to me. We're going to kidnap my daddy. Well. (laughs) Okay. We're going to force him to... Give me let me let me get this story right. It's in my brain. Either they was gonna do a 
kidnapped for uh, extortion, like give me some money. Or they was going to kidnap and, well, no, they didn't want him. To, yeah, they kidnapped him and they was going to basically ransom him, right? Give us the money, right? So these niggas go, they're fucking, they got to be high. They go to the house. They grab this old Iranian man, right? He's like 50-something years old. They tie him up and throw him in the back of the trunk. He's like something he's in, and there's like a air hold, I believe. And he's screaming and banging and screaming and banging, and they're freaking out because they can hear him. So what they do is they just close it off so they can't hear. Oh, he's in a box. That's what it was. And it had air holes. So he's screaming and banging and screaming and banging. They can hear him. So they tape up the holes so they can't hear him anymore. Right? Why are you laughing? Because this is a fucking episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> Come on, yo. This is literally a cartoon. <laughs> So oh, when it was, so they're taking him to this house because they're going to torture him and make him uh, give up the money. But when they get to the house and open the trunk or whatever, um, he's dead because he couldn't breathe. <laughs> he suffocated. So he was like covered in vomit and he was dead. So they're like, fuck! Like, at this point, old boy had to have been pulling his hair and his eyebrows out because he's dead. So they can't extort anything from him and they can't make him sign anything. He's dead. Y'all just need to go home. (laughs) Y'all just need to just just cut your losses and live off your white privilege for the rest of your life because this is not making any better, (laughs) y'all. He said, y'all just need to go home. So they bury him somewhere out in the freaking Los Angeles wilderness or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, your dad had enemies from this other country because the country that they're from, he had ties with like the previous people in charge, I guess the royal family. And then the family got overthrown or something like that. And then there's new people in charge like a dictator or something and they don't rock with the people that used to rock with the royal family so they came to america so they was like well we could just blame it on like the insurgents or something say saddam hussein did it we'll just say your daddy had enemies all over the place he got kidnapped so the boy is like bet we'll do this and he was like well i should inherit it it anyway or whatever since I'm his son, so I should still get the money, and then I can give y'all the money. I can help y'all out, cause you know I'm his son. So he was trying his damnedest to get the money and get them to like, I guess, declare the dad dead. Which a lot of people was like, that's suspicious. Like, why you not trying to find your daddy? Like. Why are you pressing us so hard to just be like, that nigga done for? We didn't even find a body. Would you, like, we didn't even find a body. So, this uh, nigga, Joe Hunt, 
this is why I feel like everybody's on cocaine. So they're looking for Ron, right? They're trying to figure out what happened to Ron. They're doing an investigation. Um, they start asking questions. And they 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 ask old boy uh Dean, right? Dean do a deal. He's like, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, y'all. You you making this shit up now. How is this still going on? I swear it sounds like it's not like a Seth Rogan movie. Like you just keep going and going. And like it sounds like hangover five. Like, so <laughs> it's just they just keep coming. So they do a deal <laughs> or whatever. And they're like, All right, we need you to testify in court, blah blah blah. Um He's like, bad, as long as I don't go to jail. So they give him immunity. Now, Joe, I guess Joe's on some real good cocaine. Because when they go and they asking him questions and he's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, well, have you seen these papers before? Right? And he's like reading through the papers and he's just silently flipping and reading and flipping and reading. So what happened was this motherfucker wrote down everything before they did it. They was like, step one, kidnap Reza's father. Step two, put him in trunk. Step three, take him out of trunk. Step four, well, not Reza's father. The, you know, was it Reza? Yeah, he wrote down everything. But he wrote down everything regarding Ron, not Reza's father. Ron. The thing about Reza's father came out afterward. Ron, he wrote down all the shit. Every He had six pages of all the shit. He was like, we go get this nigga, sign his check, kidnap him, do this, do that. He wrote down everything. And on top of him writing down a list, he was practicing his signature on all the pages. So every page just say Joe Hunt over and over again. Like he was bored. And he left that shit. Just out. Just hey, <laughs> right there. Is so a he's... Crime. It's by me. This he's... is another crime. So the police give him the paper and they're like, have you seen these papers before? Can you explain this? And he's reading them or whatever. And he reads every single page, word for word, and slowly, he puts the papers down, and he's like, I would like to call my lawyer. So, <laughs> let me try to remember how they tried to, to, to do this. The case against Ron, they never found his body. So, they tried to say Ron was a scammer, and that nigga ripped Joe off and took off. But Ron was a mama's boy and he was real tight with his mom. And his mom was like, he wouldn't just disappear without calling her. Something happened to him. I know something happened to him. So his parents was real like on it. Like, he's dead. And then the dude was like, people seen him. They saw him getting gas like two towns over. He's not dead. They, they, he's been spotted. We got witnesses. But there was other witnesses that seen 
him pull up to the house that night. The black dude comes to the house. He goes to prison, by the way, the black dude. Um, him leave the house, stuff like that. Carrying a very large bag, look like a body. Like, there's other witnesses. So they try to basically say, if there's no body, you can't prove I killed anybody. But that don't fly because of the papers that he left. And he's like, I was just venting. And then Dean come, he spilled all the tea. He's like, he got up in front of the whole club. He said, I killed old boy and y'all got to help me because we got to get this money. And then the lawyer was like, Dean, uh, Dean, Joe lied about everything. He always telling people he killed people. That's how he looked tough. It's a flex. Who flex like that, first of all? His lawyer sucked. So he goes to prison. Then uh, the way Dean got the immunity, by the way, is that he said, oh, this dude, he killed this dude too. So they do the next court case with Reza's dad. They never find that body. They never find it. So he doesn't get sentenced for that. It's a mistrial because the jury comes back hung. Half of them are like on the fence about it and the other half are like, he did it. And you know it has to be unanimous. So how about this? Reza's dad, the one they tried to extort money from, he too is a scammer and he didn't have any money. He had no money. What the fuck did I say? <laughs> hey, your ass home. <laughs> it's not working. Oh, That's by not... the way, Ron, the dude they shot and the check bounced, or it yeah. didn't go through because he didn't sign it, he also didn't have any money. He said he had $2, uh, $2 million in his Swiss bank account, but he had $231 in his bank account. And his mama was paying his rent for his big ass house. Mm -hmm. So he didn't have no money. Riz's dad didn't have no money. They did all of this. Nobody has any money. There's no money. That's all it is. Huh? There's just a big old circle jerk. Oh, you got money? Oh, yeah, you got money? Oh, yeah, all right, yeah. Right there, oh, you got it? Instead of doing all of this, they would have been better off selling the cocaine they were sniffing because these niggas was on drugs. I know. At least that's like, you know, buy low, sell high. Jeez. Uh, so Joe goes to prison. Um, there was some other shit. Like, it's it's a lot of more details. I'm going off my terrible memory, so I'm just giving you the the, you know. Well, sounds like one I'm of giving those giving you the. Where... Chicken noodle soup version, the for Sounds dummies like, version. <laughs> chicken noodle soup. Sounds like one of those movies that is all fil- filmed in one night. This you isn't know, a movie. Coke, there's coke <laughs> everywhere. Uh, there's, there's naked bitches everywhere. And I'm sure it was a lot of that. It's an all boys club. Everybody either dead or goes to jail. Then that's literally yo, what it sounds like. Yo, they killed people for nothing. They just assume people had money because of the flex. Flexing is dangerous. That's how you see people get robbed off of a flex. Niggas will run up in your house because you are portraying yourself as a wealthy individual. And people out here want money and they want it bad. Bad enough to fuck you up. That's why I stay broke. 
or at least stay looking for. Every now and then, you gotta take a selfie in a thrift store, no matter how much money you got. Yeah, be like I'm thrifting. I hit thrifting. You know, just <laughs> I got no uh, money. Just fuck up your lace front right quick. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Smudge your lipstick. You good. So that's the story of the Billionaires Boys Club, from what I can remember. Hennessy, stop throwing your ball at me. Go away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's oh, the story did. of the Billionaires Boys Club, from what I can remember. That's interesting. The next one we do, I will, I will um, write it down. Because I was thinking, I, I watch all this stuff. I read all these books and I listen to all these documentaries and podcast documentaries and uh, audio books. And I'm like, I'm on a podcast. I guess I could share. Yeah. Because I have no use for this information. I just find it fascinating. And a lot of this stuff that happens, it's like in this world that white people live in. I know it some is. things that's a, happen. That's thing. Black people, we have our own scammers and We're shit. Too worried about, but it's like the level that they do it. You know what I mean? Too worried about surviving. You know? Yeah, like black people scam, and I think that some of them do it for survival, and some of them do want to live nice. But on this level, millions of do- that's next level shit. Millions of dollars, mm-hmm. like people be doing food stamp scams and yeah, <laughs> and fucking stealing credit cards from. You know, old white man like JT did before she went to jail. Yeah. But million, I ain't never heard no black person running no million dollar Ponzi scheme. Although there's a few of these gurus that I think are scamming people by making them sign up for bogus classes. But even still, that that you see the black ones, there's white ones that's on the next level doing it. You know, they have yeah. giant seminars. People spending thousands of dollars to buy tickets. They no matter what it is, they do it so much grander and bigger. And I feel yeah. like the only reason they get away with it on that scale is because they're white. They uh, like they, have they inherent trust amongst yeah. each other. Why do they trust each other? I don't know. I don't trust white people worth a damn. You just uh I can. Just I can ahead. grow to trust you. We can become friends. I mean, I, I just want friends. to I want to earn your distrust, you know? (laughs) Don't just look at me and pretend and and feel like you know me. Like, let me fuck up They do not trust black people. Like, give me the opportunity. Give me the opportunity to fuck fuck up your money. And then distrust me, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Say, don't just look at my cornrows and distrust (laughs) me. Exactly, like, exactly. (laughs) And then when I Google some of these people, these these white people, some of them just look, they got shiesty eyes. Like, how are you trusting these people? Look at them. Are you fucking kidding me? And this anyway. kid, like, he's like a kid. Like, if you look at him, his mugshot, he looks like a like a teenager. Like, are you really like, come on now, bro? Millions of dollars. Mm. Well, and then he's the poet, poorest of the crew. They just believe whatever he say. They be spending good game. They are confident men at the fullest. But this was interesting. I'm going to watch this crack documentary. You got me real excited. I want to get into it. Into it. I didn't know you didn't know about the things, about the Iran Contra and all the things. Of course. I yeah. love society, information society, about crack. Fascinated Did about they get the into the crack babies? The crack baby hysteria that the media propagated? It's interesting that's that you're bringing everything shit. up because they, they literally talk about all that. So you'll, you'll enjoy it. Yes, I know. I know the things. Yeah, those are the yes. things. I guess I mean I learned so. So 
if there was like we didn't a learn anything from the true the crime document people. uh true crime from you didn't learn anything from what from the story of white people thinking everybody had money um let's uh <laughs> um get to the uh to the what's name it because i haven't learned a word in, in forever i feel i feel slow you said the story of white people thinking everybody have money that's what you call this <laughs> this is the story of white people thinking everybody has money. It's it's true. These niggas just assuming everybody got money. Yeah. If only, if only. It's hilarious. It's just a mess. Like, get it they, together. At least they uh, at least at least they kept it in in their community. <laughs> Some scammers do scam lower income people. Uh some yeah. some of these white scammers that build these large fake investment companies oh, yeah, target yeah. people okay. that's in church and they target lower income religious people, religious based scams, and they are extremely susceptible. Older people are extremely susceptible. They fall for that shit like nothing. And I don't I, I know why older people do because you know you talk real fast you can get an old person do anything but yeah uh, religious people I don't know why they're so gullible when they think that you're also super religious they seem to be so trusting of somebody just because they think that they're of God yeah, what the hell does that like mean a, like yeah it's like people can't lie about <laughs> believing in God yeah they lie like nothing to your face. They don't care. People do anything for money. It's amazing. And they do anything for crap. That's why I can't wait to talk about that one next. You want to watch it? You know what else? Did they? Did they? Did they address? Girl. The I'm sorry. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I can't remember which email I get the word of the day in. Let's see. Word. Word. Oh, there it is. Ooh, this one looks tasty. There it is. A stir. Mm, a stir. A what? A stir. A stir. Mm-hmm. I've heard this word before. Let's find a harder word. You got the little robot voice? What'd you say? Uh-huh. A stir. Yeah, this is a common word. You know what this is. If you read books, you've heard this word before. No, I don't read. Hooked on fine. Oh my god, what is this? Let's do this one. You said hooked on phonics. You don't read? Sockdollager. Sockdollager? Sockdollager. Sock, like on your feet. Sockdollager. S-O-C-K-D-O-L-A-G-E-R. Sockdollager. Sound like a hood hood pastor. (laughs) Does it? A sockdollager? It sounds like some kind of doctor. I'm thinking of Creflo Dollar. I thought that Creflo Dollar, I always thought Creflo Dollar was a pimp. 
until I saw what he looked I, like. I did not know this individual existed. I thought it was a made up thing that black like people a joke. Would <laughs> I did not know he was there. I was so disappointed in black people that day. <laughs> I was like, this this dude is real. <laughs> When I saw him on TV, I was like, he's a preacher? I thought he was a pimp. You know who I thought Creflo Dollar was? Bishop Don Juan. For a long time. I was like, isn't that Creflo Dollar? <laughs> I was like, the guy in the green suit. What happened to him? T- uh, Snoop Dogg don't take him around no more now that he hang with Martha Stewart. He don't want to associate with pimps anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So the only thing I got is a person who doesn't trust the bank but puts all their money in a sock. Nigga, I was like, what? <laughs> Where's the context? You know what? You know what else I'm gonna do? I'm gonna tell stories from the world of white people, and then I'm gonna tell some stories about black people in history that you know they never told you in school because they don't they don't have time for that because those are also fascinating. Like when I told you about the in the jungle, the lion jungle song, in the jungle, oh yeah, which yeah, I, I mean I think that. those are important topics because they relate to like the black experience and whatnot. Yes, um, but I also like laughing at white people doing this weird, crazy white people shit that only they can do. Right, and sometimes education. Get away with. This podcast is, is educational. Of course, we're, the we're kids were teaching the children everything. <laughs> Back with class podcast. I, I'll give you a um sentence, okay? Yes. All of the nominees tonight are well accomplished sock dollagers. Mm, that doesn't really give you anything, huh? They always give you one garbage sentence and one good sock dollager. The car door hit Randy with a sock dollager that knocked the wind out of him. Look at your face. <laughs> you just threw me off with that one. <laughs> oh. uh, impact. Mm, that's a well, good uh a good guess. I well, that's a good guess. But you know global. you know these words always are super specific. So if it is an impact, what kind of impact is it? Right? Because mm. impact is kind of general. And these words always oh, are super money super. costing. No. Um, oh, fool! Didn't I tell you to leave me alone? Sockdologer. Well accomplished sockdologer. What does that mean? You asking your girlfriend? Say what? No. I thought you was asking her because you were like looking off to the side and you're like. No, I was what? talking okay. to the, the devil on my shoulder. Are you ready? Yes. So there's two meanings to this. That's why the sentence. A lot of words have multiple meanings, though. Still, you cheat. So, for the first sentence, it was a well-accomplished psychologist, and that's an exceptional person or thing. So, really, it could be anything, as long as you're exceptional at it. Um, and then a ball. Number two, getting hit by a psychologist, which is a forceful blow. Yeah. That's bullshit. And I think that might be where they get socked from. Like he socked them. Hmm. Sockologist. I guess that makes sense. 
Because <laughs> it doesn't. Because I think that's the most common yeah, never, form that they use I it that way. I thought about the origin of that word. <laughs> but that's still that's Sock still it to sound like some shit like it made up just to be, make English more. Uh, white people made up all this shit. We used to speak. What's the? Does it show the origin? Oh yeah, always. This is a uh, American English in the mid nineteenth century. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like some uh. Some racket, racket, and top hats. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a question before we before down. we close because I had another topic I wanted to bring up because you're an artist and I thought you might be interested in some money. Yes. What <laughs> have you ever heard of Vanta Black? Vanta Black, the mm-hmm. black is black. The blackest blackity black, mm-hmm. black on black on black yeah. on black on black on black on black on black on black. I want to get some. It's always so expensive though. Well, do you know all about it? What you mean about it? All about how it is, how it's made, where it's from, and then um, the was, the messy was, drama between the artists that I I use it and the artists that want to use it. No, I don't know about that. I think I heard about some artists that tried to do something originally but there's a, another company or a couple of different companies now that make it striving to be the blackest black so so i will write that down and we'll get back to you on that i'll tell you that story after we do the crack story because i think you might like the art story sounds like it and um yeah it should be fun <laughs> so what did you learn today White people are crazy. And if and if they try you and try to get you for your money, hit them with a socko down. <laughs> the sockdologer. Sockdologer. You don't want this sockdologer. What? Excuse me, sir. Don't don't worry about it. I right? I'm a sockdologer. Hit him with the sockdologer. I'm about to get you. Hit you with the sockdologer. Hit him with the sock. Hit him with the hit him with the hit him with the, with the sock you. With this sockadologer. The sockadologer. Yeah. Yeah. White people really like money. To the point that they will murder you. And black people don't be getting caught up in that shit. See, the bodyguard went to jail over some fuck shit. What, the bodyguard that killed Odu? Yeah, he went to prison. Well, you knew he was going to prison exactly. on on site. Soon as they saw who it was, they was like, "Oh, big black Suge Knight, arrest him!" <laughs> he should have did like Suge Knight and tried to fake a seizure in a courtroom and see if that was gonna give him. Is some that time. what he did? <laughs> you didn't know that. I mean, I know he came in with a, a, a neck harness on. He did with, the neck harness the first time, that yeah, with the shit. CNI dog and shit. And I was like, "Is this nigga for real right now?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and then uh, he went to court again in a wheelchair, and I think he started like foaming at the mouth or some shit. And like, and I was like, That's "Yo, should I on some fuck shit?" <laughs> 
He tried oh, it. And Harvey Weinstein tried to do the same shit. He tried to like go to court and like fake a heart attack or something. And I'm like, these niggas stop. They you tried it. First of all, the there's footage of Suge Knight when he hit the nigga with the car. He was walking around like OG Suge Knight. Now he in court with a CNI dog. Nigga, what it what <laughs> What are you doing? Like, how did your health just deteriorate like that? <laughs> Ain't nothing fucking wrong with you. <laughs> they were not never let that nigga out of prison. <laughs> he's a trip. Like, he's a he's in, he's crazy. I would be terrified. I don't know why anybody ever That's do business funny. with him. He's right they, 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 they wrong for releasing the, that video of him walking around the court of the images and shit like that. His whole image just, his whole reputation just just went down. He really tried to use. All right, everybody. It's been lovely chatting with uh-huh. you again. Um, yeah. My name is Ron Jones. Oh, wait. Do I normally say that? Shit. It's been so long. No, you said I'm Boy. I'm my name Carl. is I Boy. You can find me at I Boy. I'm called. It's been Instagram. so long. You put his whole government name. <laughs> June 8th birthday and shit. Last four digits social. Oh, yeah. I'll be doing too much stuff. Like, I stream on Mondays every now and then, so I go by my name in there. But anyway. Oh, I, I don't. I'm trying to stream, but I feel like I need to uh, get a different camera. I don't think my camera can handle it. I think you're fine. I think you're just overthinking it. You got multiple things. My camera, I have two of the same kind of camera. And they're really cheap and ranky dinky because I'm I fucking gotta cheap. Get a, I gotta get a, a little and background. My so issue good. is the whole setup. I told you I can't hear myself in the earphone. The audio isn't coming through the earphones. They're only going through to the computer and out of my TV. The microphone's not picking up. Like it's not the whole setup is just not working right now, but I'm working on it. But nobody's gonna follow me unless I start posting on other places because that's how Twitch works. You gotta get people Eventually, to follow you from other ways. Eventually, once we get clean enough, you know, you'll be able to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> but yes, until then, the hit us up on our email. Which yes, will be and then the we can post videos. The top post videos on Instagram. Our email is. Uh, I don't or send us words at Gmail. <laughs> It's like give give you said send us words. Give send, us words. Send news. Send news. <laughs> send news. Is news how people just say hey now? They just send news. Is <laughs> like news? How are you today? Yeah. Uh, give us words. Oh, that's what I was saying. Oh, sorry. Give us words <laughs> at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Ron Jones, the artist, everywhere else. And I am. There you go. T H E C H E F E T T E on all the things, and I'm doing more tickety tocks. Is that what the kids call them? More ticks, more tocks, more TikToks. You still don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know how to edit on there now, and I, I know, how, know to, how to fucking watch a video on TikTok. Yeah. I love TikTok. It's a lot of fun. I'm not doing none of those fucking dances, but I uh, I do cook on there. I post myself cooking to like a song that I like. That's my vibe. 
cooking and music. So I post that. And I share them on Instagram, but I get a lot of views on TikTok, actually. Like, up to, like, seven, eight hundreds on views. Nice. About to be hitting a thousand. Yeah, so I get more more activity. More... You be showing skin? What you be doing? Yes. My hands, they be moisturized Ooh. while I'm stirring stuff and cooking Ooh. stuff. So... And I'm also working on my uh, catering menu because I'm about to start catering again. So I'm Do working it. on that. Excellent. So I might be testing some recipes soon, but I when I test recipes, I have to get rid of the I have to get rid of the food. So if you want some food, you come get it. Yeah, come get it. I'm talking to you. Oh. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get rid of the food, so I might randomly cook things and post. And then I'll be like, somebody come get this food because I'm not going to eat all of this. It was just for pictures. But that was the show. And we'll see y'all next week. If everybody's healthy. If everybody's healthy.